Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Well, how about this? The Canadian men's volleyball team has won the first set against number one ranked Brazil, 26-24. Canada was down 24-23, facing a set point, and then reeled off the next three in a row. They won it with a block on set point. So 26-24. So Canada, after beating the United States on uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon, a big win. Uh, well, this the first set, but still, they, they keep going. They keep looking confident, and they keep pulling it out. So they take the first set against Brazil. We'll keep you updated for the next hour. Uh, if you do want to watch, and uh, if if you do, and and you're at home, I hope you keep Inside Sports on in the background. The game is on TSN. That uh, shape it up to be a great match. Great for Canada. They were trailing most of that set against Brazil, and then pull it out at the end. Of course, it is a best of five, so we'll see if they can keep it going. Uh, we had. Uh, Nikki Cloutier from the Edmonton Rockers Rugby Club on in the last half hour. Longtime friend of Jen Kish, played rugby with Jen Kish. And by the way, Jen Kish will be on Inside Sports tomorrow night, so I hope you can listen for that. Uh, great to have Nikki on the show talking about Jen's uh, career and uh, how she became Canada's captain. Michael texts in and says that rugby match was amazing. The intensity and brutality was on the level of men's hockey. That one Great Britain player who looked like she may have really hurt her neck, she took 20 seconds to shake it off, and she gets back in the game. A 20-minute game seems pretty weird, though. It was a bit of a roller coaster for me because halfway through the match, I said to myself, this is amazing. I'm going to watch every Canadian match in this tournament. And then it ended, and the announcer said that we had just won bronze. So I guess we'll see if I remember to watch in another four years. That is from Michael. Hope you do, Michael. And, uh, yeah, I saw, I think I saw four of the six Canadian matches. It started on the weekend. They played two matches in a day. And, Michael, I don't know if, if you realize this, but most of the matches are actually two seven-minute halves not two tens, but the medal games were two 10-minute halves. So that one was even longer than most of them, and it still went by in a flash. And Dan, the man who is listening uh, from Cranbrook online, thanks, Dan. He says, people need to chill out. Jack Michaels is fine. Mike Riley is going to be fine. It's early. The Eskimos will come around and uh, leave the Oilers alone until you see 10 or 15 games. This negative crap doesn't do anyone any good. It's all right, Dan. I'm here to absorb everybody's negative crap. You can throw it at old Wilkie. I can take it. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Scoreboard update. We're going to bring in Colin Miller in about 40 seconds here. So I mentioned Canada wins the first set against Brazil. 
Tough night for the Blue Jays. They lose 9-2 to Tampa Bay. We'll see what happens atop the American League East. Baltimore playing Oakland in a late one tonight on the West Coast. So the Blue Jays, uh, for, for the time being, fall half a game behind Baltimore for first in the AL East. Canada now with five medals, one silver and four bronze. The latest bronze earlier today in the 10-meter synchronized platform diving event, the duo of Megan Benfito and Rosaline Fillion getting the bronze. They also won bronze in 2012 in London. The Canadian women's soccer team finishes 3-0, beating Germany 2-1. To talk a little bit about that and about his own team, who are doing great, it is FC Edmonton head coach Colin Miller. Colin, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Reid. Yeah, great to be back on the show, and uh, I'm absolutely beaming, as you can imagine. Well, yeah, a lot to talk about. We're going to get to FC Edmonton, because you guys are doing great, but what an afternoon for Canadian soccer. Germany ranked number two in the FIFA women's ranking, and Canada knocks them off 2-1. I mean, look, I know Canada had already qualified for the quarterfinals, but how significant is this to knock off uh, Germany today? Well, I think it's significant not only in the result, Reid, but the you know the, when you look at the players for Canada who weren't playing, uh, John Herdman uh, rested a few of the girls, Christine Sinclair, of course, being the most notable one. Uh, and uh, I just thought it was a terrific team performance. Again, the, the Germans almost looked like they were running out of ideas at the end. Uh, and full value for, for the result is Canada, and, and I'm delighted. Now the girls are in the quarterfinal. And, uh, you know, they, everybody needs a bit of luck, Reid, but with that sort of mindset that they have uh, in the Olympics, they've, you know, they've been so successful in the last, uh, well, the, the uh, getting the bronze medal the last time. I think that momentum could start to carry on here now because this is quite significant. You know, this is like the Eddies beating the Cosmos. This is this is quite uh, fantastic when you come up against that calibre of opposition. Uh, but fair play to, to John Herman. I know John and I, I sent him an email before the Olympics started and he got back to me and, and thanked me for that. But it, he runs a, a fantastic uh, women's programme in Canada. Uh, certainly the most detailed coach I've ever worked with, uh, with in my life. And, uh, you know, when you put a lot of work into things and you see your results coming your way, then him and the girls deserve a great deal of credit. Do you think that they just showed some, you know, tactical maturity today? I, and I know there are some new players. Do you think that the fact that, that they have continuity on the roster helped today or just what, what allowed them to come up big today, do you think? Well, I think the continuity with uh, with some of the girls has been terrific. Uh, I don't think you want to throw the hand grenade into that squad and, and uh, rebuild from scratch, although there's a number of young girls that are getting a chance to play here. The young girl, Rose, is only 17 years of age, which is fantastic. I've always big, been a big fan of uh, young Jessie Fleming uh, and the pace that, uh, that Canada now have, the athleticism that we've now We've now had for probably the first time in a long time in the Canadian women's game. Uh, it's exciting to see these these players playing, and uh, I just think that you know a lot of things will have to fall into place. Of course, there's still some huge games coming up for the girls, but with the pace that they've got, the athleticism, and and the, the organisation that John puts into his teams, I mean, at times you know having been John's assistant for for a couple of the camps and, and actually gone to a couple of tournaments with him and the girls program before I started with with FC Edmonton. Uh, I know the detail that he will already have 
you know, every detail marked out about all the opposition that they could potentially play. That's how far ahead he, he works all the time with the group. So uh, good luck to them. Uh, and, uh, you know, once again, Canada will get right behind this, uh, this women's team as they always do. Well, a lot of people still remember what happened four years ago, and that was probably the most memorable match of the Olympics was the one Canada didn't win against the United States. So I know people are hoping for a, for a well, I mean, they got a medal four years ago, but they'd like a different color, that's for sure. So we'll keep following that team. Colin Miller joining us. He's the head coach of FC Edmonton, and uh, you guys are hot. Three straight wins. Um, you won in Puerto Rico, and uh, you're now – tied for first in the fall standings in the North American League, and I, and I believe you're uh, second in the combined standings. So you put together a great run here. I mean, talk about getting hot. Uh, you guys are, are, are finding ways to win some games here. Yes, and, and the, the terrific thing, Reid, is we also have a game in hand, uh, and that could prove to be quite pivotal here as the, as the season progresses. But the players have been fantastic. They've, we know, I, I've been on your show, read a few times, and said that this was the best squad of players that FC Edmonton had had. Uh, and I wasn't just feeding you a line at that point. I, I genuinely believed that this group of players could be successful. Now, we haven't won anything. We're not getting carried away. There's still a number of games to go yet, of course. But we've given ourselves a fantastic opportunity. The momentum is there. The, you mentioned continuity with the women's program. Well, I can assure you the continuity with FC Edmonton uh, is going to prove just as vital for us. And uh, the players, when you travel that distance, uh, Reid, it's quite remarkable. We left Edmonton very early on Wednesday morning. We arrived in Puerto Rico. just We, well, we got to bed just after 1 a.m. Uh, on the Thursday morning. And then you get up and you train, and it's you know in the low 30s. The humidity is just unbearable. And then we trained the next day, and the, the next day's training on Friday got cancelled due, uh, well, 10 minutes or 15 minutes short because of thunder and lightning and torrential rain. And then we would kick off, and the humidity, as I've mentioned earlier, was just unbelievable. Uh, for, for our guys to get that result there and actually finish the stronger team over the 90 minutes, I just think speaks volumes of the character of the group and the... And the the, the togetherness of it, you know, it's just, it's exciting to come to your work every day. The squad is getting better. The new players that we brought in in between seasons, Reed, are now getting their fitness levels up. And the competition for places is really, really exciting. And the guys know it's not a threat. It's, it, it is what it is. At, at, at good football clubs around the world, they have a very good squad of players, or they should have a very good squad of players. So, there will be an element of rotation. I'm not huge on it, but uh, there will be guys that are maybe getting a little bit tired. I thought Daryl Fordyce looked a little bit tired. He didn't play poorly. I just thought he looked a bit what I call leggy. Uh, so we took him off, and uh, Nico DiBiase came on and, and made his debut for us, and I thought he was fantastic. And the three substitutes that we've put on in the last three or four games have actually made significant impacts on the game. And it was also great to see Tomiami scoring his uh, sorry Tomiami Obi scoring his first goal of the season, which was uh, well deserved. T tell me a little bit more about the internal competition, Colin, because I mean it, it's not it's not just about having depth. It, it just must. Um, I, I mean, look when you when you tell me about the best, you, you think this is the best FC Edmonton team you've had. That's not just the results on the field. I assume that's what you see in practice every day because coaches use that to evaluate their team as much as the games, don't they? Yeah, I, I'm actually huge on, on players uh, in training sessions, Reed, and I look at 
as well as the rest of the staff, Jeff Wallace and Dan Wallace, and we look at everything with regards to players' body language. Uh, are they tired? Are they are they playing well in training? Does, does somebody deserve an opportunity because of their consistency in training? Or likewise, is somebody being very poor in training? Has somebody been had gone off the boil? So we assess this every single day. And uh, I tell the players constantly that, you know, you're, we're, we're watching this, we're watching your body language, you know, is your attitude, has that dropped or has it picked up? We see everything and we assess things uh, on a daily basis and the outcome should be, uh, if we're doing our job properly, is a team that's full of life and full of energy come game day. And I think for the most part this season, we've been we've hit the nail on the head, Reid, with, with a group of players that are really keen to get going and, and our home form has been excellent. But what was really nice is to travel that distance down to Puerto Rico and win a game away from home. All right, and now you're back home on Sunday. That's going to be 2 p.m. at Clark Field, footy for food day. So uh, you can uh, bring a non-perishable food item to stuff the team bus at all gates. That's going to be a, a big one against uh, Minnesota, which is another good squad. Colin, thanks a lot for the update, and uh, thanks for filling fans in on it as well and what's been working, not just for your team, but the Canadian women in Rio. We'll be watching uh, both squads as we move along. Appreciate your time, man. Great. Thank you, Rita. Appreciate it very much. Colin Miller, head coach of FC Edmonton. And speaking of the Canadian women, their quarterfinal opponent will be France, who finished second in their group with a uh, record of two wins and a loss. They beat New Zealand 3-0 today. Earlier they lost 1-0 to the U.S. and uh, beat Colombia 4-0. So the quarterfinals coming up on uh, August 12th, or as uh, other people call it, Friday. Canada and France. Remember that women's soccer at the Olympics. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You can text 630-630. Open line 780-496-0063. Second set men's volleyball. Brazil leading Canada 11-9. Canada won the first set 26-24. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Well, there's the guy who's been the subject of some conversation tonight on Inside Sports, Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley. It's 8:23. Riley in the green and gold on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium this Thursday. They'll take on the Montreal Alouettes. Deron Carter coming to town. Hey, here's the thing. Who will Deron Carter shove this week? Maybe you. 5.30 pregame show on 6.30, Chet, 7 o'clock for the kickoff. Uh, you know, it's funny. We were talking about uh, Riley. Uh, some people uh, don't like what they see from the quarterback, saying he's maybe getting too upset, showing too much frustration. Eric says, uh, the Lions won the Grey Cup after losing their first five games, didn't they? I think we all need to relax a bit. 2011, the BC Lions were 0-5. Then they beat Saskatchewan. Then they lost to Winnipeg. They were 1-6. They then beat the Edmonton Eskimos 36-1. Remember that game when I think the Eskimos had three or four receivers injured? It was bad. The Lions went from 1-6 to 9-6. They got blown out by Hamilton 42-10. They won their last two games to finish 11-7. Uh, they beat the Eskimos in the West Final. They won the Grey Cup at BC Place. Um, over Winnipeg, 34-23. You know, okay, this is just a total aside. 
I, I assume most of you know what a passer rating is in football. It's a combination basically of completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdowns and interceptions, and the frequency of both. So uh, what's the maximum? Something like 137? Might be different between college and the pros. So they, the, the Wikipedia page for the Lions 2011 season has all the passing stats, including for Paul McCallum. By the way, Mike Riley was on that team. Including for kicker Paul McCallum, he must have thrown uh, two passes in fake punt situations. Both were intercepted. He has a passer rating of negative 414. Like, why would you even list that? He has a passer rating of negative 414. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Uh, okay. Uh, this texter says, how did the Canadian women do in doubles tennis? Bouchard and Dabrowski eliminated. Lost to a Czech Republic team. The men's doubles, uh, Nestor and Pospisil won in their quarterfinal. Serena Williams uh, lost in women's signals to a Ukrainian player today. That's a pretty big upset. So, yeah, back to the uh, Mike Riley stuff. Uh, Rob Maver, who used to play for the Stampeders, says uh, I, I, he got wind of some of the stuff being said about Riley tonight on the show, I guess. And he goes, uh, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Having observed Riley's career, I don't know how anybody could say anything negative. Then he uh, he's actually has a conversation going with our Dave Campbell. Maver says, as an opponent, uh, I'm aware of how bad Riley wants to win. Emotion and fire are great things. Quarterbacks need them. It's too bad their perceptions are negative. As I was scrolling through Twitter here... <laughs> Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, pretty good quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders. So they're getting ready to play the second half of a home-and-home -home against Saskatchewan. They, they beat the Rough Riders last week in Calgary. He tweets out, and, and Bo Levi is actually pretty active on Twitter. He says, thanks to all Rider fans giving me my edge this week. I love the hate. I love the fuel. Somebody named Bonnie Stagg writes back to Bo Levi saying, you're just a flash in the pan. Not very great. You were terrible last game, overrated, and will have a short-lived career. <laughs> like, who are these people that would write that to a CFL quarterback? Oh, that is hilarious. I just wanted to read that for comedic effect more than anything else. All right. 828. It's Inside Sports on 630. Chad, the Blue Jays lose 9-2 tonight. The Edmonton Prospects game rained out in Medicine Hat, so now rescheduled for tomorrow to decide that series. Game 5 of best of 5. It's it's the division final, the league semifinal, so we'll have to be updating that for you tomorrow night. And uh, Canada trailing in the second set. 18-16 men's volleyball against Brazil. Canada won the first set. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oiler, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Shad.
Now, the other two guys who work as studio producers on this show, Kellen Kennedy and Matthew Panaschik, they're very familiar with this song. I'm not sure about you, Bernard Suen. Well, I'm not that familiar, but I do know the song. You just know it because it's on the list of songs we play coming back from commercials. I guess, pretty much. <laughs> Can you tell me anything about the band Kiss? I cannot tell you anything about Kiss. Wow, okay, interesting stuff. It's gonna be, yeah. Generation gap achieved, everybody. I know. <laughs> you, can, you can fade it out now. It's actually quite a sexual song. I'm not even sure if we should be playing it. Ah, it's after 8 o'clock. Uh, no, in all seriousness, and I know, look, I, I know sometimes I give you a hard time. So I, I'm not doing this to be mean. I do find it amusing, though. I find it amusing, too. Uh, like, you literally know nothing about the band Kiss. Like, I heard, I've heard of them, but... You but can't tell me a single thing about maybe their appearance or... I can tell you that, they're, oh. like, their appearances. Okay, so what are they known for? Like, they're kind of white, black. I don't know. I Like, I don't know how to explain it's it. It's called but... makeup. Makeup, yeah. They're not mixed race. <laughs> no, white, black. It's not mixed no, race. They, I'm they... just talking about, like, describing their... Um... Appearances with their makeup. <laughs> right, they, they they wear makeup. That is excellent stuff. <laughs> By the way, am I saying your last name correctly? Suen or just Soon? Suen. You you you're Suen. saying you're it's saying... S U E N, right? Yeah, Suen, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> They're white black. Yeah, it's makeup. Their skin isn't naturally like that. would be great if you had four guys if that was their actual skin makeup. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I was, like, explaining their color of their makeup. I don't know. <laughs> ah, kiss. What are we doing tonight? We're doing a sports show. It's Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, uh, tell you what, we got a show tomorrow. Jen Kish, Olympic bronze medalist, is going to be on the show. And uh, we'll have more on the Eskimos' Alouettes. How about a member of the Montreal Alouettes joining us right now? He's been a great CFLer for the last 10 years. It is defensive end John Bowman. John, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious. A, a, a guy like you who's, who's, who's made his uh, career playing pro sports, are, are you uh, spending a little more time than usual in front of the TV now that the Olympics are on, or what's, what's your interest level? <laughs> <laughs> you should see our locker room in. And it's so bad, like, uh, you can tell when everybody's American because we're all watching everything. We're watching uphill rowing, uh, gymnastics, water polo, everything, just because we want uh, USA to build. It must be pretty fun because, I mean, pretty much everybody in the CFL is either Canadian or American, so it must be pretty divided at times, eh? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, uh, we already know what, what, what um, Canada's going to meddle in. And it's not hockey season, so they're competitive, and we razz them, but we love them. It's our brothers and sisters to the north. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I got to tell you, I, I think the Canadians were pretty proud on uh, on Sunday because we got a rare win over you guys in men's volleyball, and a, and a big showdown in women's basketball is coming up on on Friday. I know the Americans are pretty heavily favored in that one, but that that's going to be fun to watch. Are you a big uh, like Are you a big basketball guy or? Uh, you know what's what's your favorite sport other than I mean, football? I guess. Uh, well, in real life, I'm I'm a baseball guy. I'm a big time Yankees fan, born and raised in New York. But uh, as far as the Olympics, I mean, I like every sport because like it's sports I didn't know about, you know. And it's it's great to see like these athletes and what they put into uh, becoming an Olympian and 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 playing for their country. No matter what country they play for, you're at the Olympics. 
you're one of only probably nine, ten thousand people, and you're competing to be one of the best at, at any given thing. So I just like watching all of the sports. I'm, of course, I'm rooting for USA every time. That's how uh, that's how American I am. Uh, but you just love you just love the competition and, and these new strange sports and stuff like that. It's great to see. Well, did you watch any of that rugby sevens? And Canada was able to get a get a medal in that. I mean, the the, the halves are seven minutes long, but I mean those yeah. the collisions in that sport. I was like, wow, this is incredible. That was very competitive. I'm going to say this, but I'm not political. I don't know what goes on in the rugby set seven selection committee. But I was rooting for my girl Magalie Harvey to make the roster. She didn't make the roster, so I pro I protested it. But great for the Canadian women. Uh, I'm glad and like Trudeau said the other day, it's inspired a, the next generation of women to, who, who want to play rugby to join that competition. Yeah, awesome stuff. John Bowman from the Montreal Alouettes joining us on Inside Sports. And, and, I, and you just referenced uh, growing up in Brooklyn and, and uh, liking the Yankees. So what, what do you think of this uh, A-Rod stuff, what he's playing his last game on Friday, and then that's 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 going to be it? He kind of had a mixed relationship with Yankees fans over the years, didn't he? I mean, the thing was, like, until, you know, after the whole doping thing came out, if he would have just took his, his medicine and said, hey, yo, I did it, whatever. New York would have forgiven him. They forgave Andy Pettit. They forgave Roger Clemens. Baseball forgives. I mean, they don't forget because they're not letting people into the Hall of Fame, but they forgive. So uh, if he would have just forgave, you know, just took his medicine and swallowed a pill, he'd have been fine, but he came back and tried to sue the trainers, sue the front office of the Yankees. He tried to sue everybody. And, and you know, and – People don't forget these things, and when it's your turn to be disciplined or be handled a certain way, I mean, this, this is what it handles. I mean, fortunately for him, baseball's guaranteed contracts, so he'll be a $25 million scout for them next year. And, and listen, this like, the end of this year, he's probably going to make another six, seven million. So he's not he's not hurting for too much. Yeah, he'll he'll be okay financially. You're right. Uh, so what? <laughs> They'll be decent. Yeah. What what did a young John Bowman play then in Brooklyn? Were were you a baseball player before you got any football, or how did that develop? No, no, no. I was scared of the I was scared of baseball. <laughs> uh, growing up, I actually played basketball, and I, we played handball. You know, just two man handball hitting the ball off a wall, competing and stuff like that. Um, wasn't much football in New York growing up. Uh, I didn't start playing football t- until I moved to North Carolina, uh, probably in 97, I think, the first time I ever played football. Okay, so you were a teenager then by the time you got into it, eh? Yeah, I was in high school. I was and, in high school. And were you always a defensive player? <laughs> Actually, no. It took him a while to realize I couldn't catch. But uh, <laughs> I played uh, – I played tight end in high school. Then I got to college. I played a couple games at tight end, but we had a a spread formation. So I was actually the fifth wide receiver, the Z Z receiver. Uh, That that experiment went – I mean, it went okay. They didn't throw me the ball, but I was the best blocker ever. Um, And then I moved to defense. I probably started a couple games at DN and tight end. And then uh, I moved to defensive end permanently uh, my freshman year in college. Did, did you ever think you'd be spending a decade in the Canadian Football League? I mean, you've had a – I know you're not done, but it's already been a pretty amazing career. No, I've been blessed. You know, I've been – you know, knock on wood, I've been avoiding major injuries. 
you know, and I've been consistent. You know, I haven't always been the best defensive end, but I've never been the worst defensive end. So uh, just consistency and avoid injuries. But, you know, growing up, we didn't – I didn't know where Canada – I mean, we knew where Canada was on the map, but we didn't know the the the, the climate of it. We thought everybody stayed in igloos. Uh, we didn't know it was summertime. It was a bunch of stuff that, uh, you know, living in the South, growing up in the South, we didn't know about Canada. So I never even imagined coming to Canada until the 2006 when I came, and it's been a blessing for me these past uh, ten plus years. Yeah, for sure. You've played on some some good teams in Montreal. Obviously, you, you've played in some memorable games. Um, <laughs> you've never stayed in an igloo, but you've you've probably played plus thirty and minus thirty in the same season at some point, right? <laughs> uh, 2006. You know, uh, we I want to say in Montreal it's like a heat wave. It was like 40 degrees, and then we get to the Grey Cup in, in Winnipeg. It's minus 23, minus 24 on uh, on the day we land. It wasn't that cold Grey Cup Sunday, but it was it was cold that night that we landed, and and I, and I will remember that as the first and last time I regret it coming to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so you one of those guys when it's cold out, you get you gotta wear short sleeves to prove how, how tough you are. <laughs> I mean. I don't. I don't have to, but I do because I'm a dummy. <laughs> but yeah, I just like listen. I'm I'm old and fat and slow, so the more stuff I have on, the the the, the more I'm going to slow down. But yeah, I just play with the same thing. You know, I, I wear a long sleeve and warm up. I take it off for the game, and yeah, you know I mean, once you once you start running around and and playing, you you see you feel all right. Well, I don't know if you're that slow because you're averaging about 10 sacks a season over your CFL career. So, so, so that's pretty good. Uh, longevity in, in, in for you, I mean, 34, that, that's pretty good to be playing to that age because, I mean, you and I both know it, John, and you're out there getting beat up every week. There are some careers only last three, four, or five years. How come you've been able oh, yeah. to keep going for this long? I mean, consistency, you know, and, and this is going to be the – like this is the craziest thing you you hear, but I learned that from uh, Anwar Stewart, which is not too bad, and Ben Cahoon. You know, at his retirement speech, he always say he wanted to be consistent. He wanted to be consistent. He wanted to be consistent. And I learned that from these them two guys. You know, some players like there's been players that had 18 sacks, 19 sacks, whatever, and the next year they have four. <laughs> you know, and for, for me, like I I always work as hard as I can. I, I was always a 12. 10, 11, 12, 13 tech guy. Last year I had 19, but, you know, I've always been consistent, and and, and I've been blessed. I have never, like, I've, I've been injured, I've been dinged, but uh, I've never been, like, had a serious, serious long-term injury that's kept me out for more than five weeks, you know. When I hurt my MCL in 2012, that was the, that was the worst injury I had. So right. consistency and just being, and being available, like especially team coaches say, your best ability is your availability. <laughs> you know, right. people got to count on you to be there. So um, uh, that's what I credit that to. I mean, of course, I've, I've I have some skill, but you know, I can't take all the credit. Great teammates, you know, uh, great mentors and leaders, and great coaching along the way. John Bowman and the Alouettes are going to be here on Thursday to take on the Edmonton Eskimos. You know, John, we look at the standings and we see both teams uh, feeling disappointed with their records, two and four. Uh, what's been going on with you guys? I mean, you had a big win over uh, the Rough Riders where you guys controlled the game. You had a couple close games uh, not go your way. Where, where do you feel the Alouettes are at right now? 
I mean, it's just like we play. I, I can always speak for defensively, you know. But defensively, we give up the big. We give up a big pass here and there, and we let the we let the uh, the lack of execution on our offense get us down sometimes, you know. Like we we want them to be so good, and we see them so good in practice. We dipping the ball here, catching the ball here, that we know what they can do, and then something bad happens, like a turnover or something like that, and then we the game is getting out of hand, and then, and then we try, then we kind of feel bad and sulk around. But uh, defensively, we just gotta you know eliminate our big plays and, and penalties, and we'll be where we are, where we want to be. You know, everybody's talking about we're two or four, missing two or four. What's the best record in the league? Four and two. So you know, there's no team that's Six and oh seven no, which there usually is. You know everybody's everybody's in the, around the same area. Four and two, four and three, two and four, a couple of three and three, three and four. So there's nobody really good and there's nobody really great right now. And we feel like if, if we can get a hot streak and you know eliminate turnovers and eliminate the big plays defensively, we can be just as good as anybody else. All right, you're playing an Eskimos offense that was really hot for about uh, three and a half games, haven't been uh, as good the last couple weeks. And, you know, teams have been able to pressure Mike Riley. I assume you're looking at that. And as a D lineman, you know it's, you know it's your job to get in there and hit the quarterback, right? What, what's it like going up against Mike Riley and the Eskimos O-line? I mean, listen, those guys are competitive and they're big. They're the biggest O-line in the CFL by far. And they're competitive, and I'm sure Mike Mike Riley is getting getting telling them what to do. And you know, it's not on the offensive line. It's they got a new they got a new offensive scheme, all new coaches and stuff like that. You know, a couple guys been banged up. So defensively, we just got to do what we got to do and try to try to get to the quarterback. Teams play us differently from everybody else because we're a pressure style defense. So we get a lot more six, seven, eight man protections you know, three-man routes and stuff like that. So uh, we just got to do our job defensive line-wise, try to make him uncomfortable. If not, if, if we can't get sacks, just harass him in the pocket and do and do the best we can. All right, John, I got one more for you. Uh, like I mentioned, a decade in the CFL for you. What do you think the biggest change in the CFL has been during your time in the league? Besides the pay increase? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, you know – uh, the biggest, well, besides pay increase, HD TV, and uh, like these, the challenges, you know, just crazy how we went from everybody complaining about no PI calls and 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 things like that to now being able to challenge those kind of plays. Uh, that's going to change football forever, uh, you know. And and hopefully, you know, if if you can't challenge more things. We need to reduce challenges because some of the some of the challenges and some of the, the plays you're unable to challenges are, are still kind of loopy, you know. Uh, so they should just you know minimize the things you're able uh, you have the ability to challenge, or just say hey everything is challengeable, you know. But that, that's probably been the biggest thing in the past ten years. Well, I like that you brought those up. But things that the fans are very interested uh, to to and lead to a lot of debates on on shows like this. John, it was great to get to know you a bit. Thank you so much for your time. Safe trip to uh, Edmonton, and look forward to seeing you play on Thursday night. Uh, thank you for having me. 
That is John Bowman, defensive end for the Montreal Alouettes. Great interview. Awesome to have uh, John on the show. Got a couple of texts uh, during that interview from uh, a couple of you uh, enjoying listening to him. So thanks for that at 6.30, 6.30. And just uh, in the last minute there, another gold for Michael Phelps. The United States wins the 4x200 freestyle relay in Rio. Phelps now with... 21 gold medals in his Olympic career, 25 Olympic medals total. Amazing. Canada and Brazil are in the third set, men's volleyball. One set each, and Brazil leads set number three, 12-10. Canada hanging in there against the number one team in the world. Will they have enough? Inside Sports, presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. It is 8.50. Back to wrap up the big program in a couple of minutes. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, things went well for Canada during that commercial break. They now lead Brazil 13-12 in the third set. Each team uh, winning a set. Canada took the first one, 26-24. Brazil in control in the second set, 25-18. Canada misses a serve, so now it's 13-all. Good volleyball match going on tonight. This is Inside Sports on 6.30. Ched, uh, yeah, bronze medal in synchronized diving today for Canada and the Canadian women's soccer team beating Germany 2-1. Huge victory. They finished first in their group. They will play France in the quarterfinals on Friday. Uh, France finished uh, second in their pool. Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched, 8.53. Reed Wilkins, Bernard Soon is on the other side of the window. Bernard, we played a little uh, Cage the Elephant coming back, just so I can't be accused of only having 80s music. That's yeah. like a pretty much a brand new song, or relatively new. It's what, pretty new. What, uh, what music are you into? Am I allowed to ask that? You're of a much younger generation than me. I'm, I'm more assuming, of a pop fan. Unless you're like the youngest looking 60-year-old. <laughs> I'm, one of, I'm more of a pop fan. Like who? Like Bieber? No, not Katie Bieber. Perry? No, uh, Katy Perry, sure. Okay, uh, wait, uh, who else do I got? Uh, what's the Call Me Maybe girl? Carly Rae Jepsen? Well, Carly Rae Jepsen, kind of, but not Britney as much. Spears? Britney Spears, I'm not like the biggest fan. Like a lot of my friends are, but... Madonna? N- yeah, I like Madonna. Uh, Taylor Swift? Uh, sh- I like her. You know, I uh, I called Taylor Swift the other day. You know what she said? What did she say? She said, Reed, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> the Eskimos getting set to take on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, head coach Jason Moss says, yeah, we gotta we got to execute better. They look great, to be yeah. quite honest with you. They're one of our best practices we've had all year is focused. Um, no penalties, which is huge for us. Um, you look at our games, last few games, we've been hurting ourselves more than anything, and today we didn't have one. So I think the focus is there that the time to put up and, and shut up is, is is upon us. So I thought our guys responded extremely well. Um, looking forward to Thursday night. Effort's not ever a question. This group is never going to not give you 100% at anything they do. Practice, meetings, walkthroughs, everything's locked in. It's execution right now. We're failing. And that's the bottom line. Today was a step in the right direction. This is the first practice we haven't had a penalty all effing year. <laughs> so um, I'm excited about that because I, I know for a fact if we show up on Thursday night and don't hurt ourselves, we'll have a better chance of winning. And that's what ultimately we want to do. 
Do you need to have this fire more with these guys now than you had earlier in the season? I mean, uh, they all know what we're about. I mean, as an Eskimo group, we want to win, and we want. I mean, I, the the thought of that you need to get on guys and do all that. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, but right now, I mean, the focus just has to be on execution. It has to be on being locked in every single day to every single rep they take. Um, and not failing, and that's the bottom line. And uh, it's about being positive still, um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, like you just said earlier, execution, and we got to do it at a higher level. We as coaches look at everybody, we evaluate everybody, and like I said, at the end of the day, you know, it's a group effort, it's not any one per- if It's, it's an old cliche. If it's easy to fix one thing, you'd, you'd fix it. But it's not been one person. It's not been one thing. We had 13 penalties, and there was a number of guys that compete, did it last week. So there was a number of guys that didn't execute what they needed to do. It wasn't just one guy. If it ever is one guy, trust me, they won't be playing. But it hasn't been the case. It's been we've all taken our turns. The ball hasn't bounced our way, and we haven't made enough plays when they are there to be made. So when we decide that enough's enough and we're just going to make it happen, that's when we're going to start winning. All right, that's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, and they need to start winning. I know it's a long season. I know it's a league where two-thirds of the team teams make the playoffs. Well, right now the Eskimos are not in that top two-thirds, so they, they can't let too many more games uh, slip away here. I mean, they're, they're going for third right now, guys. A home playoff date seems a long way away. What a match. Uh, Canada and Brazil going back and forth now 18-16 for Brazil in the third set. They are tied one set each. And uh, Gary, the mailman, says, Hey, Reed, I predicted Canada will beat Brazil in volleyball. That is from Gary, the mailman. Gary, I hope you are right. I don't. I, I, if you texted that in last night while we did our volleyball segment, uh, I'm sorry about that. If I missed your text last night, maybe you're just telling me that now. But uh, that's awesome, man. It, this is a fun match. A lot of people are enjoying watching this tournament for sure. All right. We're uh, winding her down here inside sports on 630 Chet. Thanks to our guests this evening. You heard from John Bowman of the Montreal Alouettes, FC Edmonton coach Colin Miller, Nikki Kluche from the Edmonton Rockers Rugby Club, Jack Michaels was in studio, and of course comments from Riley and Moss as well. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. The studio producer this evening, Bernard Suen. Thanks to everybody who called and texted in as well. The Blue Jays lost 9-2, by the way. The Edmonton Prospects deciding game of their division final series in Medicine Hat was rained out and rescheduled until tomorrow. Canada got a bronze in synchronized diving earlier today. Jen Kish scheduled to join us tomorrow, Olympic bronze medalist in women's sevens rugby. And the Edmonton-Montreal game from the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium on Ched two nights from now, 5.30 pregame, 7 o'clock for the kickoff. My name is Reed Wilkins. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening. 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Ched.